Hey boys, girls, and in between, here today I'm talking about trucks, cars, JDM shit, all, all of the spectrum. And what I wanted to talk about is buying the right wheels. Say, you hate your stock wheels, like, your stock wheels look dumb. Like, say on the Lumina, sorry, Aiden, but your stock wheels are just like circular holes, looks like a spare tire, unless you put a hubcap on it. And with the Chevy wheels, like, say, the 2002, 2000, just in that year range, the wheels corrode, and you don't like your tires leaking, or your wheels leaking, your tires, well, your tires are just going to leak if you get a pop in it, but anyways, you just want new wheels, and you don't want to spend way too much on it, so I have a solution for you. You could either either go on realtrucks.com, or you can go on four-wheel parts, which I was looking on four-wheel parts, and you can get a whole variety from wheels ranging from $100 to $200 to even $600 a piece. But the one I was looking at is the brand Pro Comp, and it's a Series Raven 16 by 8 wheel with the bolt pattern on the Chevy, which is a 6 on 5.5. And the stock wheel size for my Chevy, which is a 2002 Chevy Silverado, it is a 16 by 7 with the bolt patterns um, 6 on 5.5, and the offset is a positive 31. But then, these wheels, the uh, offset is 0, so dead center. So if you think of the wheel drum, and you have where, you're, um, where it bolts onto the hub, and when it's in dead center, there's equal spacing between, like, the outside of the drum and then the inside of the drum and the more of a the more negative you have the more spacing you have from your suspension components but the more spacing you have outwards you're gonna have a lot of stress in your ball joints but if it's the opposite way you're just your wheels are gonna poke in more towards the vehicle but you're thinking if I put it out if I put the wheels out more say like minus 31 on the offset scale Will it rub on a stock lift? Well, I was thinking the same thing, and I don't really know. So say if you put um, zero offset on the back wheels and zero offset on the front wheels, and say like on my truck I have two and a half, no, two and a half inches in the front above the fender lining and three and a half in the back. But, and... You're always looking for like turning radius or, you know, the more you go out, the larger the turning radius and it could rub. So I would say if you're going to add, um, if you're going to put on wheels with a different offset, I would say get an equals, equal lift kit so it can compensate. But I'm just going to buy the wheels for now. And let's see if 31 offset or 31 subtracted from the stock offset. We'll see if that's a... We'll see if that's probable. But now that you're thinking about wheels, it's all about the tires too. You can range from Baja tires to off-road tires, mud tires, snow tires, all-terrain, and you don't really know what you want. Your wheel size doesn't mean shit unless you buy the right tire. So if you say you upgraded from a 16 to a 20 or 21-inch wheel with a giant lift kit, you're not going to get a lot of performance if you... Get, 
a shitty wheel. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you get the wheel for the certain certain circumstance that you're going to be going in. Like, if you live in northern Minnesota like I do, you'd probably want all-terrain because in the summer you're going to get all that mud and stuff, and then in the winter you're going to get the snow. But sometimes people like aggressive tread, and you're going to get probably more of an aggressive tread when it comes to mudding. And then I'm not entirely sure what the, the pattern is for the snow, like the snow tires, but the all-terrain tires are just all around pretty good. And people shit on them a lot saying it's the, the pussy tire, like, oh, yeah, if you get all-terrain, you're just a pussy. But I'm thinking it's a pretty good idea, especially for around here. Like, say if you lived in California or something, you're going to get, like, mud tires or just, like, Baja tires. Probably Baja tires. And typically, like... With a Baja tire, you're gonna have a smaller wheel and a like a more like a bigger tire itself. So you're gonna have more of the the outer side of the wheel. It's gonna be more, like a lot thicker, and you're gonna have a typically like a more square of a tread. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. The mud tires, you're gonna have more of an aggressive like pattern. And then with the snow, I think you're gonna have more of like a spacing in between the like the actual tread and then the say like you have the grooves you're gonna have probably more spacing in the grooves which i'm probably totally wrong but we'll just say that so now we discussed what wheels you could possibly get for your vehicle and the tires now you want a new ex new exhaust well what are you talking like if you have a a 350 or a 383 stroker or a 400 big block or let's say you have a 293 like i do you don't know what exhaust you want, like a catback exhaust or to take all the cat catalytic converters off. But what I did with my truck is I got a catback, so I got a thing that bolts onto the gasket right before it goes onto the muffler. So I just unbolted it and then I cut out the, the muffler itself so I could easily get it out. And I put on this catback and instead of it going behind the back, uh, back right wheel, it goes in front of it. And it's a dual or it's a single inlet and dual outlet muffler, and it's a Super 40. And Super 40, well, it doesn't have any fiberglass in it. It's just, uh, let's say, a two, two plates that run um, perpendicular to each other, if you would think they would come at each other. But they, they run, like, facing away from the vehicle inside the muffler. And then you have two other plates in there, and what it does, it, it speeds up the exhaust gas when it comes out. And it keeps back pressure, and that's the main thing you want on your vehicle. Say, like, on a small engine, it it you, typically you don't worry about back pressure. It's not a, not a large engine. You just want back pressure on a bigger engine. And that's when you get into taking your catalytic converters out. Some states have their own emission standards, and Minnesota, I'd, as far as I know, there hasn't been you know the strongest emission standards. All I know is that... If you have a car that doesn't come with catalytic converters, then it's fine, but you can't remove them. But you do have whatever you want. If you get pulled over, you just say that there's cats on it unless they check. And, yeah, say if you have a V6, like I did on my Jaguar that broke down, it's a 3.0. What you would probably want to do is just do a full straight pipe, straight back. Remove the X piping and just go straight back. Because, I don't know, it just sounds like a really solid motor, especially if you have thicker exhaust tubing, just like a 
more more girthy like instead of having the stock diameter i would say go up like half an inch or a full inch up to the manifold which typically the larger the piping it's it's a deeper sound is if you just go a full straight pipe say like if you just bought a nice 91 350 chevy and you just took your stock size piping you went straight trudeau it's gonna sound nice but then if you want a deeper a deeper tone or like a more rich tone you'd probably go with a thicker exhaust tubing and just more of a diameter but i haven't messed with my exhaust that much so i just still have the uh the cat back exhaust that goes out to the right it's kind of like lightning mcqueen exhaust but then you kind of want you with do you think if you wanted a cold air intake but you didn't know if you actually needed it which you never need it because it actually it doesn't increase horsepower at all. All it does is just make more noise when you pr hit on the gas, and it kind of sounds nice to be honest. But if you're really, really shooting for a good direct cold air intake, typically they like to um, they have a design on some of the vehicles where it just actually like pulls straight from outside. Because like on normal intakes, you have the tubing going out from where the air comes in and then somewhere in the engine bay there's the filter and over time the filter gets really really warm from the engine and that just warms up the air as it goes in and what the car likes is just a nice nice colder air and the colder the air you put in your engine to a certain extent it increases efficiency and burns better because if it gets too warm then it just you could have pre-firing or misfiring like pre-detonation is what they'd probably call it you just don't want that and all the time from manufacturer that will never happen but if you decide to put a cold, like put a cold air intake in your vehicle poorly like in a poor location you're gonna have that stuff happen and it's gonna just ruin ruin the life of your engine in it in general so i would say like get one of those with a thermal box around it like the knn designs were you have like a clear plexiglass on the top so you can see the cold air intake and stuff. Like if you've ever seen, yeah, it's just a, just a box with the, um, the conical air filter in the box and then it goes straight to the throttle body. No strings attached. And then you have like your, uh, mat, what was it? A MAF sensor adapter that you just plug right into it. Yeah. So now I just covered the wheels, tires and cold air intake and the exhaust. And what if you're thinking about sound system? What do you think would be good for your extended cab, full cab, or, you know, regular cab? Your three-door, four-door, two-door. You know, you don't really think about it that much. But then when you really want bass, you just, you think that, you just automatically think bigger the better, right? You're right most of the time, but if you want more of the higher end, you're not going to get that out of a really, really big sub. Like, what I'm running right now is two 10-inch Roxford Fosgate um, non-ported boxes, and I'm running off of a, a Boss amp that runs straight to my battery, and then it just plugs into my Pioneer stereo. And I get pretty good bass out of that. Typically, like, if you want harder-hitting bass, you would get a ported box with 12 inches, like what my buddy has in his Lumina. Right, It's right in his trunk. He's got the MTX... Uh, what is it called? Well, it's it, MTX brand, and it comes ported and wired in the box already, and you just connect it to your... All you have to do is connect it to your amp. But 
it's a it's a very tough subject, especially when you're trying to wire in your own subs into the box itself, especially if it's a a four ohm with a quad connection, because then you have to watch out for like the wire, wiring it right, and because you could damage your subs if you don't wire them right, and they, like the amp can overheat, and I've had that happened before where the amp would overheat and shut off and then i had to rewire it like i had everything right but i had to take the positive from the the one sub and connect it to the negative of the other sub just so it was like i don't know i think it was something to do i'm not an electrician i just figured this out all of a sudden like i was online and there i was on a forum and then they said something about that so then i tried it and then my subs work completely fine without shutting off and going to protection mode. But yeah, if you want a sound system, if for a regular cab, I would go for a single 12 inch right under the seat or behind the seat. And if you're going for an extended cab, I would push it and say 12 inches with the, uh, the special box to go under the, the back seat. But if you're going running them with a full cab, I definitely try to just go all out. Cause then with that, I'm sure you could, uh, with any car, actually, there's such thing as a like a, a car door sub, where you know where you put your actual car, you know your car door speakers. You typically like a six inch speaker, and it's an actual sub, and it hits hard. I gotta say, but they're really expensive, but they're worth it. I gotta say. But yeah, just don't buy. I don't know. I like Pioneer. I like. Roxford Fosgate, which that's what I'm running right now with Boss. I like Boss, but I don't really like their stereo. I just like the the amp. It's just cheap on Amazon, and it gives me the power I need. But I might upgrade to a Pioneer someday. And the subs for the Roxford Fosgate, they're pretty solid for a two-set for $90. Very cheap for that. And then the box I got on Amazon was uh, $40 for the two-set. So it was really nice, really good deal. And if you ever wanted to make a toolbox for your truck or get one, sometimes like at our local store, Tractor Supply, they have some really good toolboxes, but I made mine out of wood. Basically, I just took a design out of like, say the biggest one you could get at Tractor Supply, the really expensive one, and I measured it out. And I just used that size as a reference to make mine out of wood. And I just used, uh, I think it was half-inch plywood with some with two by fours. That's all I used. And I made it the same exact size. I on the inside I spray painted it with black paint, and then I clear coated it on on that on the inside. But before I did that, I I caulked it with uh, silicone on all the on the openings and stuff, so it was watertight. And on the outside, I stained it with uh, I think it was walnut some dark stain and I stained it with two coats and then I clear coated it with two coats and then I did that same with the top because the top um, was pretty lengthy but that's the only difference in it, it there is from an actual toolbox from tractor supply and I got two latches from tractor supply one of those where you just pull it down and then on the bottom you just lift it up and pull it right up. I put one on each side and then in the middle I put one of the rotating locks where you push it in, like to put the key in and you turn it and then 
it turns to the side so you can lift up a latch and then pull up the toolbox. But yeah, it has a lot of room in there and it's been holding up very well. And it's, it's a nice little accent to have a little shiny wood toolbox in the back of your truck, knowing that you actually made that. It's very, it's a different feeling. But yeah, it was, it's watertight and I got some uh, foam strip they usually use for your windows or whatever. And I put it on the outsides where the the top of the box and the actual, like the top of the box and the actual box itself when they meet, then the foam kind of creates a seal. And I haven't seen a single drop of water in the toolbox yet. And it doesn't freeze to the box when it gets colder when there's water around it. So that's yeah, a pretty good toolbox. It fits, uh, I have a random ABS pump that I have in the back of there. And it fits uh, a nice five-gallon tote in there. It fits my Craftsman tool set, um, the, my black tool set, which is all my old tools. Fits that and fits all my gloves, flashlights, all just random shit for that. And, yeah. And if you ever want to fix your rust on your wheel wells, because, you know, northern Minnesota is notorious for that, and your cab corners, which the cab corners is a whole different story. You have to weld in stuff, and you can't really cover it up. But what I did was, in the back, my back wheel wells, they were rusted out. So I took an angle grinder and just took the rust away and to bare metal. And then I used a white enamel paint that I got at Ace Hardware. And I just went from there and painted it to two or three coats. But yeah, thanks for tuning in and hope you listen to more of my car stuff. Peace out.